Lights, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Greg Warren is discovering all kinds of things as he grows older. I found out yesterday through uh, Microsoft Word that I've been spelling the word separate wrong for about 30 years. Also, I do a terrible Simon Cowell impression, it turns out. We also have brand new music from Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. A Richmond television station is reporting that a truck filled with President Obama's podium and audio equipment was stolen in Henrico, Virginia just days before his visit to Chesterfield, Virginia. The teleprompter was later recovered, apparently unharmed, though the speech programmed into it was slightly altered and contained language about how the president was actually going to do the things he promised to do back when he was running in 2008. Harry Belafonte was supposed to do an early morning satellite interview with KBAK in Bakersfield, California this past Friday, but as he waited to go on the air, he was shown with his eyes closed and unresponsive. Belafonte says he wasn't sleeping, but meditating. An audio glitch kept him from hearing the newscaster. Later that day, Belafonte did fall asleep during an interview, but that was understandable, as it was with CNN's Piers Morgan. Ozzy Osbourne gives advice, and trust me, I'm Dr. Ozzy. He's been there, done that, and now a clean and sober Ozzy Osbourne is ready to answer your health questions in his book, Trust Me, I'm Dr. Ozzy, Advice from Rock's Ultimate Survivor, which is also available in an audiobook. We were going to play a clip from that, but we don't have subtitles on the podcast. Julian Barnes, the sense of ending about a man who confronts his past after he's bequeathed a legacy, has won the Man Booker Prize for Fiction. And the most enjoyable part of this story for me is being able to say the word bequeathed. Barnes, 65, has been shortlisted three times for the prize, but has never won the Man Booker Prize for Fiction. Said a triumphant Barnes about his eventual win, You couldn't make this ending up! Sean Weimer, 39, of Brownstown Township, Michigan, faces charges of felony child abuse and being a habitual offender. Police said his 9-year-old daughter drove his van to the store while sitting on a booster seat and was pulled over just before 3 a.m. on October 8th. I can't even get my kids to bring me a beer from the kitchen. Nicolas Cage finds his inner bruiser in the thriller Trespass, now in select theaters and on video on demand. He plays the victim of a home invasion opposite Nicole Kidman. I have lived through it. I've actually experienced, Cage told USA Today. I was living in Orange County, it was 2 in the morning, and there was a man in front of my bed. The stranger in his bedroom was totally naked and was wearing Cage's leather jacket. He was eating a fudgesicle, explained Cage. The cops came and they took him away, but ever since then, he and Robert Downey Jr. have been great friends. And that's been Fake News with me. Bud Weisenheimer Light presents Really Clever Guys. Really Clever Guys. Today we salute you, Mr. Funny Beer Commercial Writer. Mr. Funny Beer Commercial Writer. Some people write funny screenplays, other pen humorous books. You pack a whole lot of hilarity into a 30-second radio spot. A word from our sponsor! Guys who wear toupees, roller skaters with big boom boxes, people with unusually large rolling coolers. You don't care whose toes you step on. Ouch, that hurt. And the best part is, morning zookeepers and other hack radio types rip off the idea all the time and make their own lame versions. This is the dearest form of flattery! 
So here's to you, oh laugh man of the logger. Crack open a nice cold Bud Weisenheimer. Because without you, beer wouldn't be that funny. Mr. Funny the Commercial Rider. Tape Reporter, Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, I wrote that bit a couple of years ago and uh, tried to sell it to some of the places that uh, I write comedy for and uh, had no takers. I think because some of the places that I sent it to actually use that same premise uh, to make their own kind of bits to make fun of stuff, which um, I'm not sure I agree with because it's actually, that's Budweiser's shtick. I was trying to, you know, kind of trying to more make fun of the actual commercial, and uh, but no one, I don't think, quite understood that. So I thought, what the heck, I'll just produce it myself and play it on my own podcast. And, uh... oh, wait a second, I didn't realize I left uh, Skype up. Hold on, let me, let's, let me grab this. Hello, PF, it's Simon Cowell. I saw you on Skype and thought I'd give you a ring. Now, look, about that last bit, if I'm being completely honest, it, it sounded like bad karaoke. <laughs> I mean, really bad, awful karaoke, and not at all funny. I, I get what you were trying to do, but quite honestly, it did nothing for me. Uh, by the way, I'm drinking a glass of Coke. I, I know your listeners can't see that. Uh, excuse me, listener. <laughs> Okay, well, I was trying to make fun of the, you know, the commercial itself because a lot of people, you know, rip off that premise and uh, try to make it their own lame bit. And I was kind of making fun of the actual commercial and how dumb it was in the first place. Well, I thought it was all rubbish. And look, me calling you is just a second-hand version of the kind of sketches your former boss Gary Burbank used to do, except that he was brilliant and you're not. <laughs> and this impression is rubbish. I can't tell if I'm supposed to be English or Australian or even Bermudan for that matter. It's just simply you doing a horrible English accent, but covered up with a filter to make it sound like I'm possibly calling you over Skype. Now, why didn't you get the guy who did the Fred Flintstone impression a few episodes back? He's a hoot! Uh, yeah, well, I think he's busy uh, with his stand-up. And uh, Gary had some nice things to say about the podcast, by the way. And in fact, he might even be on in a few episodes uh, doing some characters and some phone calls and stuff. And, uh, and other people have said that they think the podcast is funny. And we're getting like, you know, 10, 12 downloads a day. Well, if people are laughing, it's ironically. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Well, I think you're being kind of a... Well, you're lucky people aren't voting on whether or not you should do another podcast, because otherwise I think we'd be saying goodbye to you next week. Okay, well, I think we're going to say goodbye to you right now, Simon. Thanks. Greg Warren is a stand-up comedian you've probably seen on your television set or uh, on some sort of wireless radio-type device, or perhaps on the YouTube. Oh, simply uh, all over the place, uh, quite frankly. He's a very funny man. He joined us from a coffee shop somewhere in his hometown of St. Louis. Here's our interview with Greg Warren. Hey, joining us on PF Tape Reporter, it's comedian Greg Warren. Greg, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you, sir. Uh, still hanging out there in St. Louis? I am. I am. I uh, went to the Cardinals game last night, playoff game. Uh, oh, very good. And we lost. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, why Sorry did you... Sorry to start the uh, podcast off with, uh, with a down note, although probably that much of a down note for uh, folks in other cities. That's true, especially folks uh, in Cincinnati, where the podcast originates, who don't like the Cardinals very much. Quite a rivalry there. Yes. Yeah, I like your hockey team. Uh, what's that? I like your hockey team. I think we discussed this before. 
Yeah, you're a Blues fan. That's but, right. Uh, getting back to that rivalry, I mean, you guys. Oh sure. You, know, you had one of your pitchers go ahead and kick kick one of our guys in the head several times. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you know. Well, I'm a, I'm a disinterested bystander there because I'm actually an Indians fan too. So. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So I I do root for the Reds as my National League team though. So yeah, there 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 might be a little bit of bad blood there. Yep. Yeah. So uh, why did you uh, leave Los Angeles? So uh, your friend Jimmy Dore was talking about this on his podcast a couple of months ago, and he said, "Oh, he, was he? Yeah, yeah, he said he, he said he tried what to talk it? he tried to talk you out of it, and you insisted on going back to St. Louis, and uh, he was very upset by that." Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, it, it's it's probably artistically, I, I still think it's probably the best move I've made. I don't know for some reason when I was living in Los Angeles, I just wasn't in a very good place to be. Uh, to be writing material. I don't know. Like, all of my best stuff has been written since I left Los Angeles. Uh, that doesn't mean that I won't return there at some point, but I don't know, man. I, I, uh, it's, it's hard to explain. Maybe it's, maybe the travel has something to do with it because, um, it's, you, you let off with probably the hardest question that I have to answer. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, about five or six years ago, I was living out there about, I don't know, I guess 10, 11 years ago, I was uh, living in Cincinnati and working for Procter & Gamble. Yep. Uh, selling Pringles potato chips. And I left because I really, really loved doing stand-up and uh, I wanted to do a lot of it. And about, I went on the road for about a year, then I moved out to L.A. because I thought that's what you know I probably should do. And I was, I was living out there and uh, I, I uh, you know, finally started getting quite a bit of work out on the road, and, and I really enjoyed it. And it was that was sort of the reason why you know I originally quit my job was to you know to, to do a, a bunch of stand up, and I I felt like I needed to improve a lot as a stand up comic, and uh, I wasn't improving. Uh, in my mind, when I was in LA, I wasn't improving that much. You know, there's not a ton of stage time. Yeah, that's and say. you know the stage time you get, it's either like in front of other comics or when you do get a set that's in front of, you know, like in front of a live audience and in front of a, you know, or a civilian audience, let's call it, uh, you want it to go really well and you don't take a ton of chances. And uh, I think people were probably seeing me, you know, in a developmental stage. So, I don't know. I just I sort of became a better comedian, comedian out on the road and, and in St. Louis. Now, uh, last time we spoke, I believe you had uh, kind of two things going concurrently. You were uh, your wrestling character had, was still doing videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it was actually mostly uh, on a, a site called Flow Wrestling, which is okay, like, like basically ESPN for wrestling fans. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, that's been a lot of fun. I don't know. I, I uh, every city I go to now, I get to get some wrestling fans to come out to the show, which is kind of cool. And then you also had just rolled out uh, the One Star People with uh, your friend, was it Henry Phillips, that was working with you on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the music video we did. Yeah. That was, that was kind of cool, too. Man, I was productive about a year ago, huh? Yeah, that was, it's, it's been about that long, I'm yeah. Not, yeah, look, I, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. Yeah, I've uh, sort of refocused my efforts on my act lately. So. Oh, that, well, that's cool. Uh, so what kind of yeah. things? What kind of things are you talking about on stage these days? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, when I say that, I'm not answering your question with "I don't know," but I'm literally starting, just consciously starting every show by saying "I don't know," uh, because <laughs> I, don't, 
I think because I don't know. I, I literally, as I get older, I'm 43 now. Yes, and I literally, I, I'm sure of nothing anymore. <laughs> like, like even stuff that I used to be sure of. Like, I found out yesterday through uh, Microsoft Word that I've been spelling the word "separate" wrong <laughs> for about 30 years, which is a uh, you know sort of disconcerting. The damage has probably been done on that one. There's a there's probably a job application sitting somewhere. <laughs> We're going to keep this one superior from all the other applications. Uh, See, I just we uh, consider for employment. Yeah. I just type it as close as I can and let Microsoft spell it for me. I'm I'm paying good money for the program. I figure it should do that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like literally like. I, I, a, a good part of my act has been either that I'm running out of time to do certain things in life or that I'm just, uh, I don't know, I, I just don't have a ton of conviction about stuff. Uh, Still a lot of character stuff on stage? It's always the it was always a crowd pleaser. Yeah, I would say quite a bit, but it's a little more subtle than some of the, you know, I think some of the earlier characters I did were like almost like cartoon characters, you know? Um, and, uh, there's characters weaved into my act, but it's uh, a little more focused on on the truth and reality. And then there's just like these characters that are like either somewhat true or slight exaggerations. And they, they I don't know, I think they they don't stand out as much because they sort of uh, flow in and out of the act a little more seamlessly. Seamlessly, another word maybe I'm having problems with. <laughs> maybe, we'll we'll type type yeah. that in the word and see if uh, what we come up with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I, uh, I, I, I don't, I've been, I've been sort of migrating towards old guys. Has uh, been a character that sort of popped and based on this old guy Stan, who uh, who Jimmy Dora knows. Uh, uh, Stan, uh, Stan, this guy has been coming to Funny Bone with a comedy club in St. Louis. He goes to every show for like thirty years. It's like seventy-two. And he just hangs out in the back and drinks uh, white Zinfandel and watches the show. And he's, Got a real distinct voice. that dogs like laughing. I don't know. I, I, I uh, I'm more and more fascinated by old guys because I think maybe that's where I'm headed. I was just gonna say, yeah, later. yeah. Well, yeah, I, uh, I figured out that um, I'm, I'm about oh, maybe twelve years from becoming an old white man, uh, which is, in my mind, the lamest, the most harmless in the world is an old white man. I mean, think about it. Have you ever been in a bad neighborhood? You're like, I don't even want to get out of the car. Then you see some old white guy across the street, and you're like, ah, we're, we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yep. Right yeah, yeah I, I, I think um, I think they're going to start using those guys as decoys. <laughs> you're going to get out of the car. Some gang's going to jump out from behind the building. Nice job, Clem. We fooled them good, didn't we, you dog? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think that's where I'm heading. That should uh, be I, it. I don't know, there's, there's a lot of different old guys in my act these days. So these, and you you imagine yourself ending up as at least one of these guys. Yeah, I guess we all will at some point. But do, yeah. do you I, see uh, any Do you see any signs early on of that happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely doing old guy stuff. Uh, I went to the gym recently, and I. Uh, I walked on the treadmill <laughs> without ever thinking about it, and I called it uh, working out. That's not working out. That's like, you know, getting some exercise, and I think the next step is uh, stretching your legs. 
Like, like I, I used to be a college athlete, and now I'm, I'm walking on the treadmill. Walking on the treadmill is about two steps from mall walking. I'm, I'm almost a mall walker. Yes. Yeah, that's another, yeah. another, another big sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a little disconcerting. I, um, I used to run. Like, I used to be a runner. And uh, the last time I ran, I, I got tired. Um, I went on this trail in the woods, and I, I thought that it was a loop, you know? Like it, it was like a, like a five-mile loop where you, like, you leave, and then you wind up back where you started just by going on the trail. I got about five miles out. I'm like, this, this thing is not looping at all. Like it just yeah. straight out, you know? <laughs> so I had to turn around and come back. And, and I, was, I was exhausted. And, like, on the way back, they had these little emergency call boxes, like, every quarter of a mile. You know, I, I really wanted to call one. Emergency call box, what's your emergency? I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was a loop. You think you could send somebody out? Just, just tell them straight. Just go straight, actually. It's not a loop, as it turns out. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's plenty of science that I'm getting older. But don't you find there are advantages, though? I mean, I'm 45, and do you find the things yeah. just, just bothering you less? Like, things that used to you get really wrapped up about, you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I think at some point you realize things are not going to work out uh, uh, like I wanted uh, <laughs> to so, so what's the what's the point in getting all upset about it, you know? Exactly. Yep. So, uh, uh what are the plans from here on out? Uh, any more videos with Henry? Or? Mediocrity. Or mediocrity. We're going to uh, really <laughs> champion that. Uh, no, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I'm kind of uh, I'm sitting in a Starbucks and trying to think about that as as, uh, as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think there's like a there's a theme that's sort of coming up in my act, and there's a I got a good solid hour of material um, that I'd like to put out soon, um, you know, in the next year, hopefully, uh, as a, an hour special and, and, uh, you know, put out a new CD. And, um, I just think this theme needs to be strengthened just a little bit and, uh, sort of, it's hard where you like, you write all this material that you like, and then you, you got to kind of go back in and sort of with a funnel and say, okay, this is all good material, but 30% of it needs to just it just doesn't fit with the theme, so I need to get rid of it. Okay. Are you brewing uh, your own tea there at Starbucks? What's that? Are you brewing your own tea there at Starbucks? Yeah, yeah. I heard a whistling. Uh, you heard a, a whistle? Yeah. Is, is, is it the self-serve Starbucks? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they have one? I don't know. I thought maybe, <laughs> maybe they should. Yeah, it's, it's, um, so, yeah at Starbucks, I, I hang out here way too much. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> So I the, love the people that like have job interviews at Starbucks. Like it's okay if you're interviewing for Starbucks at Starbucks, but there's like, you know, some guy in a suit interviewing another person for his company at Starbucks. <laughs> like, like okay, well, um, I obviously am a pretend employer and you're a pretend <laughs> candidate. I, I think this is going to work out just great. <laughs> Get some pretend pays and pretend benefits, and this is going to work out great for everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. All righty, sir. I'm kind oh of, great, man! Did yeah. you get everything you wanted? Sorry yeah, yeah. I know oh, that's fine. Oh, always great. Always great to talk to you. Um, and I'll send you a link when it runs, and we'll, I'll link to um, uh, the website for the wrestling video and for the video with Henry Phillips, and as well as your own website. We'll do that on the. Oh, thanks so much, man! I appreciate no, no problem. it.
Okay, well, good talking to you again, sir, and uh, can't wait to see you in Cincinnati, and uh, and continued success to you. Okay, thanks a lot, Pia. All right, Greg, bye-bye. Tell me if you need anything else, man. Will do. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Greg Warren for joining us on PF's Tape Recorder. Uh, now, if you're listening to this through iTunes or uh, someplace else other than Podbean, which is the site that hosts the podcast, uh, why don't you click on over to pfradio.podbean.com, and then I will have links to all of the things uh, we discussed with Greg, uh, the Wes Wesley videos over there at Flow Wrestling, uh, his video with Henry Phillips, and uh, all that sort of thing, and Greg's website uh, as well, of course. Now, uh, speaking of music... Uh, we have a brand new track from a friend of the podcast, Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. They have a brand new CD coming out. I believe the official release date is November 11th. I'm not 100% sure on that, but again, we'll have a link to Andy's website and you can confirm all that. There's supposed to be a big release party there in Virginia to celebrate. Uh, this is what we call the power cut in the uh, radio business. The power cut, always the first track on each side of the record, back when records had two sides. Now there's only one power cut on a CD. This is uh, the power cut from Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings' brand new CD, Another Storyline. This is Baltimore.
Andy Hawk and the Train Wreck Endings Baltimore from their brand new CD, Another Storyline. Uh, look them up. I think it's just andyhawk.com, and if not, just swing over, like I said, to pfradio.podbean.com, and uh, I'll have links to everything that we discussed on the podcast today, including Greg Warren, uh, who I'd also like to thank for being on the podcast. Now, I don't know if you can hear in the background... Um, my daughter is in the basement. Lizzie, you've heard her on the podcast before doing some things. And uh, she's downstairs now dancing around to the uh, remixes of Tonight Tonight by Hot Shell Ray, friends of the podcast. You may, may remember they were on episode 7. And uh, I mention them again only because they were in town here in Cincinnati doing a charity function uh, for breast cancer called the Bosom Ball. They were the headline act. They did a sound check party earlier in the day for the younger fans uh, because the main uh, concert was 21 and over. So they did a sound check party that uh, the all ages folks could attend, and uh, it couldn't be a nicer bunch of boys. You know, they uh, signed autographs with everybody, answered questions. They were happy to do it. You could tell they weren't, you know, they weren't dreading being that they absolutely loved their fans. And um, if you're like me, not a big fan of the top 40 music, but you could do a lot worse than Hot Chill Ray, quite frankly. And um, they write good songs, which is uh, why I originally thought they were an alternative band, like uh, All Time Low or uh, We the Kings or The Somerset or, or other bands like that of uh, that age bracket. But I uh, know they see themselves more as a Maroon 5 or The Fray, uh, who were also fine. So uh, but I just wanted to mention that, uh, that, those, uh, that those boys were here. They did that. We said hello. Uh, they remembered us. They're, and they're, and they're, they're, nice, they're, nice, they're nice lads, as they say in Britain. Okay, so I think that's about all we have here for episode number 15, except to remind you to like PF Tape Recorder on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at PF66. Uh, the the uh, logo for PF Tape Recorder is designed by Dan Cobell. You can follow him at TigerDactyl on Twitter. And I believe that is all of the business we have here to take care of for this week, other than to say, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.